views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. What an interesting day this has been. Hey, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. It's great to be great to be alive. Um, I hope all of you are having a fabulous, fabulous day. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. It is really kind of, you know, interesting to see what's happening in the world these days. You know, we spend a lot of time thinking about what's okay, what's not okay, and what's okay in the world. We don't even know sometimes that we're, we're kind of in that mode of judgment about what we see in the world, what we think is, is going to work for us, what isn't going to work for us, and what kind of rubs us in a strange way. You know, what is it about who we are and who we say yes to show up in the world as that can either set us on a course of action that's going to get us to where we want to be or not? Mark Rainer is joining me here today, and we're going to be talking about this idea of okay. What does okay mean? Actually, somebody told me where that actually came from not too long ago. But in the world that we live in, in, in the space that we occupy, in the air that we breathe, what is really our call to this place of happiness? Mark, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me here today. Well, thank you, Pat. Good to be here. So uh, tell us a little bit about, I mean, I wanted to start with you for a minute, if I could. You know, we've known each other for a number of years, and I love that song, The Long and Winding Road, because some days I think about that, and I think about, you know, here I am, and I want to get from here to there, and I want to get there rather quickly. So I, I don't know that The Long and Winding Road is going to help me, but yet, there have been days where I've, I've gotten to take the long and winding road. And what I learned in that journey is absolutely invaluable. How would you describe where you've been, where you are, and where you want yourself and others to go today? Oh, boy, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> let me see. Where You know... Um, I, I, you know, I probably would have to say that I'm no different than 99% of the world where, mm. you know, there's been a long and windy road, there's been some potholes, and there's been some times I've been, I've been stuck in the mud on the long and windy, windy road spinning my wheels. And, and you know, Pat, I look at, at life from the standpoint of why we do what we do, and, and I look at, you know, all behavior makes perfect sense. And, you know, why do we go right on the road, and why do we turn left on the road, and why do we go straight? And, you know, at the end of the day, what really are we after? You know, we could say we want more fame and more money or better relationships, or there's something we want in our life. And then if you go beneath the surface, Pat, you say, well, why? And it's like, well, because I think I'm just trying to be okay in the world. I'm trying to, you know, we try and fit in. We try and be accepted. We try and have enough. We try and meet our needs. And it comes to feeling safe. And when we're safe, we feel like if we go a little bit below that, we can say, you know what, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, let's that, talk about the word okay. okay. You know, there have been days that I've, that I've gotten up and I totally feel okay. And what yeah. do I mean by that is, I'm not even thinking about my life. Does that even make sense, what I just said there? It's like, what does okay really feel like? Well, it's Mm. when you kind of get up and, you know, all of a sudden you've got that inner smile, even though you're a little, maybe you're a little wrinkly, a little little crusty in the eyes, but you (laughs) pop up, right? You pop up in the world and all of a sudden, you know, there's something right about it, right? 
There's something mm-hmm. right about it. And, you know, the word right, I don't mean, you know, kind of crazy, facetiously right. You know, what I mean is there's a place of knowing that all is well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my question is, you know, when we talk about today's show and when yeah. we're thinking about, you know, the world and us and okay, and what any and all of that looks like. You know, the question mark, you know, becomes for a lot of people, uh, do I say okay when I'm really not? Is it really okay to be okay, Mark? And that's what today's show is. It's okay to be okay. Um, Is it that we want more than okay? We don't know okay? Uh, Tell us a little bit about what okay means in the world that you live in and the clients that you work with. Mm, love to. So the, the aspect of, of okay is I don't need to be more than, I don't need to be better than, I don't need to be, um, I'm not working from um, mm. lack or I'm not, work, I'm not trying to... Um, I'm not trying to compensate for something which I feel is lacking within me. And we have a saying in our school that when I'm okay, you're okay. Mm-hmm. And and if we look at our life, Pat, and we get up in the morning and we say to ourselves, you know, I'm okay today. Mm-hmm. Um, things things are okay. And, and let's say the life still happens to us and people still, um, they still come at us, they still yell at us, there's still things, we're still standing in line. We could, you know, we're all of the things that we're doing in life and could trigger us, but they don't trigger us because we're okay. We're not feeling like we're in trouble or um, we're in any danger. And so coming from the standpoint of okay comes from the standpoint of safe and not needing to be more than. Um, so the idea of, of feeling safe in the world and being enough um, mm-hmm. You know, there there are people that need more, and you say, "Well, when is enough enough?" And, and, mm-hmm. and enough is enough when we say so, Pat. Mhm, mhm, mhm. You know, um, many of the things that I think life uh, shows us, and I and I like the idea uh, when I think about life. I like the idea that life is always showing me things. You know, they're showing me things. In, you know, in the world I live in, they're showing me things about myself, they're showing me things, um, you know, that lead me back and forth and in and out and up and down. And the idea of okay seems like such, as you said, a safe place, but absolutely a place uh, of comfort, right? And so, you know, when we think about this, what is it about people that happens when we're not feeling okay, how does it show up? Mm. Well, um, we will divert to what we call as a dominant state. Mm-hmm. We will, when we're not feeling safe, you know, what we could be um, controlling, we could become demanding. Um, mm. Because we're coming from a place of not safe, we feel like we need to control others to, to have some sense of control in our life. Um, or we could go to what we call as a submissive standpoint where we're, we're sitting in the background and we're not, you know, we're not asking for what we want. Uh, we're not speaking out. Um, mm. Everybody else knows better. We're just, we're just hey, just shh, don't, don't say anything because it's, it's dangerous out there. Don't, whatever you do, don't ask for what you want. You know, um, play small, uh, be insignificant, uh, standing out, stepping out into the world. It isn't safe because we're not okay. And what if we get rejected? Oh my goodness! You know, what if someone says they didn't like that? Oh no, that would that would kill me. So when we, if we were to look at a top quadrant and a bottom quadrant, the top quadrant we could come from what we would say is dominance or a dominant nature, or a very submissive nature. And in the middle is an okay, a sense of self-actualization. And, and and in that place, you know, we could say what's not available. Here's what's not available. When we're not feeling okay, we shut down. We close up our heart. We're critical. We're sarcastic. We um, we're very judgmental. Uh, we're very critical. We um, we hang on to the past. We judge. 
we suffer because we're not able to accept what is. Now, if we say what what is available, um, when we are okay, well, we're more creative, uh, we're more loving, compassionate, nurturing. Uh, we have more capacity. We have more capacity to be present with other people. And we have a saying in the school, Pat, that, that an open heart, like an open heart, a heart that's okay, is capable of accepting what is. And a closed heart, like a heart that doesn't feel okay, it's, it, it's, it's feeling like, you know, it's in the jungle and it's going to be attacked. So it closes up and it's in a protective mode. Well, that heart, that state, can accept what is by, by resignating, by resigning to what is. So saying, well, I guess that's my lot in life. I guess i got to accept that one. And so we resign to what is versus accept what is and then create what we want. So that so a big key here that, that I want to emphasize on is from the state of being okay, what does it make available? Well, it makes creation available. Mm. Mm. You know what I love about this is, you know, I was talking with someone um, the other day, and, you know, and someone asked me a really interesting question. They asked me, what, what have I discovered over the past eight years? And the reason that they were talking about the past eight years, they were talking about, quote, the economy and what's gone through the economy. And, you know, and I said, well, it's interesting you asked that question. I, I said, I discovered that thing that Einstein talked about, I don't know, a really long time ago when he addressed the issue of problems. And he said the problems cannot be solved at the level that they were created. And I said, you know, that there are a lot of people that look at that and they ask, what does that really mean? So what I, what I hear you saying is that, you know, it's really difficult for us to tap into the creative juices and flow if we're in a very restricted, constricted place. If we live in a world where we don't think people are safe, we don't think our jobs are safe, we don't think our lives are safe, we don't think our future is safe. That's right. Um, and and so the question then becomes, Mark, is, you know, how can people learn or or acknowledge they're not okay mm-hmm. and learn to be okay? Can we can we learn this? Is this something that one can learn? Mm-hmm. It is something a person can learn. And mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a state of, of a heart. So if we say our heart and our mind are connected, mm-hmm. when we feel safe, our hearts feel settled. We're not shaky, jittery, panicky. Our heart's not what we call in our stomach. We're not fearful of the future. Um, the longer we stay in these states, Pat, the harder it is to get out of them. So, so what I mean by that is my grandmother was a great warrior. She worried all the time, and then she just became an excellent warrior, and then she became an awesome warrior because she worried so much. And if we were to, if we listened to these voices in our minds that said, "Yeah, but what about money or relationships or a spouse or a job or the economy or interest rates or what about?" and then what happens? And then what? You go, "Yeah, but I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm okay." I had lunch with a fellow yesterday, and he said there's a book that uh, he was asked to read, and the book is 10 Things Dead People Want You to Know. <laughs> I just love yes. the title of that. I know. I, it, I read that. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Yeah. 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 And what did you think about that? Well, it, 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 it comes to the fact that one day we will accept what is. Mm-hmm. On our last dying breath on this planet, guess what? We accept what is. Um, we're going to let it go. And so I say, what if we let that go now and then went out into the world and created what we want? Mm. What if we could just say, it's okay. See, the thing that's interesting is we, we believe that, that we, we need to suffer, that there, there, there should be some pain associated with, pain is familiar. And the, and the statement, if, if, if a person can get their mind and their heart wrapped around the fact that it's okay for you to be okay, Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, if you, you you know you can't make an appointment or something comes up and you go, oh, my car died or this thing happened or, or my dog ate something and we had to go to the vet and you hear all these, you know, I'm not okay and this and that and that and this. 
if we just looked at life from the standpoint that it's okay to ask for what you want, it's okay to say no, it's okay to be self-actualized, whole and complete, it's okay to be okay. I was, um, I was thinking about you know, getting ready for the show today, and I was thinking about what does it look like, Mark, uh, you know, when we are at that place of being okay, I'm okay. Uh, but but then the next step is, right? You know, the next step is, okay, I'm okay, but I don't know about you, Mark. Yeah. I don't know if I think you're okay, right? right? And isn't that the place of what I like to call... <laughs> That is the that is the pot the giant pothole we step in, right? It's like you know I'm still I'm okay, but I'm not so sure about you, Mark. Um, mm. How often do we go to that place? And you know why does that get us into in, into difficulty? Well, I, if we could visualize the the water cooler at the office, and there's people standing around saying, "Did you hear about Bob?" or "Did you hear what Nancy yeah. said?" or "Did you hear this?" And, and my desk isn't right, my monitor's not working, and this isn't okay, and that's not okay, then that tells me that the person's not okay. So peace comes when we're able to accept. We suffer when we can't accept what is. We suffer. We, You know, even if, if the good comes, someone, let's say, wins the lottery or gets great fortune and they can't accept the fortune, they will they will struggle with it. They will sabotage, they will move away. They can't accept what is. And so, so Pat, when we say, hey, look, I'm okay, but you're not okay, and you could get into a marriage or relationship or say, you know, I'm okay, but my spouse isn't, or I'm okay, but my boss isn't. And what we do at the school is we have people understand first, before, before we look at anyone else in the world, before we look at it from our frame of reference and our perceptions, let's have a look at you being okay. Because uh-huh. a lot of people say, I'm not okay until my spouse is different or changes. Like, I'm not going to be okay until my my spouse changes or until my boss changes. And that's a belief that's not true. The reality is, is you can be okay with your spouse now, um, or your boss, or if let's say someone's, you know, right. being very harsh with you, putting you down, right, right. then you have a choice of walking away from them to get yourself to be in okay. So if you're not okay and you're in a threatening environment or a controlling environment, remove yourself from the environment because it's okay for you to remove yourself from the environment. Isn't that a lesson in itself, Mark? Isn't that what you're talking about today? And I know that you've created a number of opportunities for people to learn this because I'm not sure, um, you know, how you grew up uh, in, in the world. But there are some times that, you know, we look at our lives and we wake up one day and we don't understand how we got to be the way that we got to be. It's as if, uh, it's as if, oh, wait a minute, yesterday I didn't really have this question. And now today, Mark, I got this question. I woke up today. How the heck did I get to be this way? And we think, and I've, I've shared this before in air, where I said, you know, something happened to me in 1990 and I think the aliens came in and took over my consciousness and who I was. Because it was as if somebody flipped a switch, that things in the world didn't seem okay much to me and the way I was living my life. And, you know, I know that you have work that you do in the world to help other people with this. So, Mm -hmm. you know, tell us a little bit about what you are creating for people and how this helps folks get to that place that you want to get that each of us wants to get to because okay. this is really what you've dedicated your life to I believe it is and the why is so important you know the why of why we do what we do Pat is so important yeah. well it is from my perspective I'm yeah. going to do a quick little synopsis when I was two and a bit I was diagnosed with asthma and I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in the hospital a lot of time and I felt very alone and very scared and mm. I and I had many hosp- I had to go to school in the hospital because I couldn't breathe and I was allergic to everything. So I dealt and I found myself addicted to fear and not being okay. And I found that when I realized that it's okay to be okay and I don't have to live in in fear, what I did is I came up with an idea with the school to create what we call self actualization. What does it really feel like? Because I. I had the opportunity to live it and walk through it and face the immense fear 
of being locked in a cage, as a, which we call as a crib, and then an oxygen tent, and and just terrified. When you're little, they say, you know, you got to stop crying, or we're going to put you in the janitor's room. Well, when you're little, there's monsters in the janitor's room. So there's all of this now. I'm no different than most people. We're, you know, we're scared of boogeymen. We're scared of things that are going on in our lives. So I looked at my life almost like you did. You get up in the morning, you go, and for me, I realized, I went, you know what? I have lived my entire life in fear. I have not felt safe. I don't think where I got a job, and I had this, and then I had kids, and like, am I going to do it right? And I felt a sense, a degree, a little bit or a lot, of some sense of fear, and I said, enough's enough. Enough's enough. And when is enough enough? When we say so. And we don't need to come at it and say, okay, time to get out the, the guns and the weapons and the swords and beat down this, this fearful witness. What it is, is just, it's a sense of opening your heart and saying, hey, it's okay. We can, we can open our hearts to the sunshine. We can let ourselves be known. And we don't have to be scared. And you know what? Mm-hmm. It's okay to be okay. So that is, a, that is the evolution of the Rainer Institute. We have a 10-week program that take people through this process. It's a coach and mentor training program that they have to go through so that they can go into the world and show others how to do the same. I love what you're doing. Let me tell you why. I mean, you know, I've known you for quite a while, and so I'm, I'm like, completely honored to be able to take this journey with you. And many of our listeners don't really know that. They don't know that, you know, we get to meet people. You and I get to meet several years ago, and then we get to watch each other in our own way step into the world, and by helping other people and by teaching other people, we actually become the student ourselves. And so what I love about this is I'm just like smiling inside because when you and I talked years ago, the Rainer Institute was an idea. And see, what you represent in the world right now for me and so many people, Mark, what you represent is looking at the world regardless of economics, you know, regardless of what we think might be happening to us. And you got creative. You put one foot in front of the other. You touched upon what your soul was calling you to do. Now look at you. You've created a forum for people to say, wait a minute, I'm going to learn these skills, and then I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to teach them to other people. And that's what I, that's what I love about what I do, Mark. I love that not only do I get to take these journeys with people, but that you have created something so special for our listeners. For many of you out there, if you're wondering right now, what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to take myself to the next level? What can I learn? You know, there's a lot of information about coaching out there right now. What I love is that you will get to rewrite your future and get to work with someone like Mark that's not afraid to step up and say, wait a minute. This is what happened to me when I was a kid. And I bet if you and I were to compare childhood notebooks, we'd have an amazing show to do. Mark, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to dive right into, you know, let's look at this idea, this theory. Let's take a look. And now what can we do? What are some of the exercises that we can do? And then how can you help other people with what you learned today? Because I don't believe it's enough. I don't believe it's enough by just feeling okay for yourself. It's the times in my life, the times in Mark's life, where people have shown up and have put their hand out for us and have helped us rise up. Those are the moments. Those are the moments that we love to capture. And that's what I love about what Mark does. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the show. Kickstart me and my broken heart. 
naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeluceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. Are you into it? For the month of April, take a picture in your Intuit apparel and post it on Facebook for all to see and receive a reading from Lynn Brown on your Facebook page of your prominent aura color and what it means for you. Make sure you tag Lynn Brown or the Are You Intuit Facebook page with your photo so Lynn can find you. Visit IntuitApparel.com today and wear your intuition with pride. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease, it's when every part of the body works together effortlessly. Relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Are you feeling stressed, in pain, disconnected, worried about aging? Corrective alignment and integration therapy restores health. Move your body, which frees your mind and elevates your spirit. BodyWise Bodywork LLC provides the tools you need to create the change you've been waiting for. Start living a fully present and integrated life. Book your 15-minute consultation online at www.bodywisebodywork.com. Bodywise Bodywork, LLC, because it's the only body you've got. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com that's the fear and anxiety solution.com or call 866-903-6463 that's 866-903-mind Hey, everybody. Oh, my gosh. It's so great to be tuning you guys in, turning you on. You are amazing. All of y'all that listen to the show live and then, you know, some of the emails now because we've really put up our new sites, way for you to contact us. You're going to be so amazed at what we're going to be doing with our archive shows. We're actually going to be creating an interface with our archive shows where people that are listening to podcasts and archives can actually be interactive. Why? Because you said you want to do that. Uh, And so this is really kind of fun. It's being able to say in the world we live in, you know, Mark and I, the world we live in, we can make possibilities in everyday event and eliminate rolling the dice at our future. I'm so thrilled to have Mark here. Authentic. Well, you got to hear that. Dynamic, you bet. You know, he is the guy that I love to talk to because we're not just you know, spewing out words from some textbook about something we learned. You know, we're talking about what we learned in life and out of that, how we can pump up our creative muscles, you know, the ability to persevere, to learn, and then create a forum as he has done through the Rainer Institute about people coming in and now all of us, all of you, you get to map out the course for your future. I'm not surprised Mark has done this because he's a pilot, he's a sailor, he's an inventor, he's an author, he's a world-class professional speaker, he's an educator, and you know what? He don't quit. That's it. And he, I love what he says. He says, 
If that is where you are, then that is where we shall begin. You bet. Because when I was homeless sitting on the streets here in New Jersey, I was met by a man that met me where I was. And you know what? He thought I was okay. And because of that, I'm not on the streets today. But Mark, what you've done over 35 years of research, hands-on work, you decided you were going to create an institute. Now, I, I just want to take a minute because when you and I talked years ago, this wasn't even an idea. And I would love, if you don't mind, just sharing a bit of your journey. Because you see, what I'm learning is we have to act in the world the way we want to talk to people about how we can teach them what we've learned. And then, so we have to show up. So here you are now. This is not an idea anymore. It's a reality. What was this journey like for you? Oh, well, I would think, you know, a big part of it for me is I didn't feel like enough. Uh, I felt um, inadequate for some reasons, and, and I kept feeling like I had, there was something I needed to prove. Went to school, um, became uh, in engineering. I, I worked in the engineering field uh, in oil and gas. And I have to say, in a, in a lot of ways, it was it was a little bit like like an ugly duckling, if that makes any sense, from the standpoint that I didn't feel like I fit in. There were people beating each other up. There's people being harsh. There's people putting each other down. There's all kinds of backstabbing, and, and it didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel like it was something that I wanted um, to be part of. So what I did was I, I moved into coaching from um, – from the requirement of my sister, she just said, hey, you know, you, there's a lot of people you can really help based on your experience, uh, the challenges that have come up in your life, failed marriage, difficult betrayal, abandonment, um, it, the, the list goes on and on. And, and, and I'm not unique, and that's the thing that I needed to do as I shifted my life from why me to okay. Now what? Yes. Yes. I discovered that the past didn't matter. You know, a little bit like Eckhart Tolle, too. You kind of, it's a little bit like hope. I was hoping for things to be different. When I became, I found myself at a point, like you mentioned that you were on the streets. I found myself at a point of hopelessness. And when I got to hopeless, the world opened up to me because then now I can see I'm not hoping for, and I'm not spending all my energy, well, if only this happens and this happens, I realized that I moved myself to saying that, okay, let what is be enough and create from that place. Mm. Let's talk about this from, you know, I so love this because I can pinpoint times in my life, Mark, when I know I wasn't okay, but you know, I didn't know that. Okay, no. so did I even? Does that even make? Did you get what I just said there for a minute? Oh, I should, oh okay, well, okay, huge. okay. Yeah, okay. Can we talk about this because yeah. I, I want to know, you know, for me and all the people listening, I, I don't think I'm different from other people. We want to know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we want to know that as I step forward and I'm hearing you speak and I'm listening to myself and my own journey, that. I just so want to be done with the not okay thing. You know what I mean? I just so want to be done. So please help us, you know, help us understand how we go about this. What can we learn uh, so that all of us can first recognize, oh, I'm in a not okay moment and get the heck out of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can, when we become more aware, the, the neat thing about our our lifetime right now is we're aware we're aware and it's a little bit like waking up and you're right we we go through life not knowing we're not okay and it's about you know what is it that we don't know we know and we can go through life struggling and struggling and struggling and we're not thriving but we're trying to survive and a big part of it is that we don't have firm ground of which to stand on because that of which we're standing on we feel isn't enough and will not sustain us so you, you asked a little bit at the beginning uh, before our break. You said, you know, is there an exercise or something you can do? If, yes. If, if the listeners, instead of saying why me and, oh, my God, if this happens, I sure hope, and then what am I going to do if and when they go to bed at night, 
if they could just say the words thank you, not thank you for my this, thank you for my that, just the words thank you, which starts to open up gratitude. When gratitude starts to open up, then what happens neurologically and in your heart, what starts to help, it triggers in your mind and it triggers that what it is and who you are and where you are is okay. Mm. I can't explain it. It's a neurological thing that when you just say, thank you, thank you. So when, you know, and you can do this now or anytime when someone's worrying or nervous, you just say thank you quietly to yourself. Thank you. Just thank you. Not thank you for this difficulty. Thank you for my trials and errors. Thank you for this disability. None of that. It's just thank you. And let the thank you be for whatever it might be. But please try not to give it too much definition. Please just try and stand in the place of thank you from that place, then you're able to, you're saying to yourself, I'm okay. Gratitude tells us that if we're grateful for an automobile or a spouse, it tells us internally that our automobile or our spouse is enough. Mm. So gratitude triggers enoughness. When we feel enough, we feel like we're okay and we don't need to be better than. Mm. Let's talk about this for a minute. I want to talk with you, and I'm actually going to skip this next break, Benny, if you don't mind as well, because there's so much to talk about here. Mark, before we jump ahead, um, what is the best way for for people to find out about the upcoming, you know, uh, uh, program that you have? And please let folks know about your website and how they can find out more about you, if you don't mind. Sure. So... It's called the Rainer Institute, and it's R-A-Y-N-E-R Institute.com, and I have videos on there that people can watch. I explain, uh, we have a model, it's a tetrahedron, and it, it, it takes people, we, we say the only way up, up out of where we are is up. So the only way out is up, and the very top of the tetrahedron is safe. So we, I go through that. There's videos, there's information, there's bios. You'll hear about our facilitators. I facilitate. We have other facilitators in the school. Uh, we offer the program around the world. So we, um, we're in Hungary, Greece, Australia, the United States, Canada. And I was reminded, Pat, uh, the other day, because our tuition as well, this is, this is a little bonus, our tuition is in Canadian dollars. So when an American pays a Canadian dollar, it's 80% or something. So, so the tuition, again, is another discounted because of our dollar exchange, the way that's going. So value, it's accredited with the International Coach Federation. Mm. The International Coach Federation is um, it's international, and it licenses coaches and mentors around the world. We were the first program from our recollection with the International Coach Federation to have a mentor component with built into our coach training because I think it's such a key component to the training and the access. Now, here's the cool part. All of that's fine and you get your accreditation with the International Coach Federation. We're licensed, we're, we're audited on a regular basis. We've got to go through a strict guidelines. So the training you get is top notch. Now, here's the thing that's really neat. Here's the bonus. You come in because you want to learn coaching or mentoring or leadership. You come into the school, you take the self-actualized coach training program. But here's the crazy thing, is you change. You wake up, you realize that which when you came into the school and when you leave, you're two different people. Mm. And so we can say, well, that's, that's the bonus. You come in to help others, you come in to make a difference. You're saying to yourself, I want to do something that makes a difference in this world. I want to, you know, I'm feeling like time is running out or I don't know who I am anymore or all of these aspects of people and their heart is screaming for them to make a difference in the world. We created the Rainer Institute for those people Mm. to to come to the school and not only come to help heal or be there for others, but they get to heal themselves. They get to really look at themselves. They get to feel in the school, if not every student, 99% of the students know we coach them through it they're in the conversation and you can watch them step into okay and then they try and get out of it and then you say did you see that and they go Mm. yes and it felt amazing thank you yeah yeah to show them what's possible yeah 
You know, I love this because, um, and Mark, this kind of goes to the next point point of this that I think it's so important for us to talk about here. Um, and that is, you know, this idea of fear. And I say it's an idea. Why? Not that I haven't been afraid in my life. I mean, I grew up in one of the toughest neighborhoods in, in New York. Uh, if not one of the toughest toughest neighborhoods in the country. But, you know, some of my friends in L.A. and Chicago would argue with me. Uh, but but the thing is that there's a sense of, of fear that I, I, I got to hone in on growing up that was real fear versus not so real fear. Uh, and And what does that even look like? But I wanted you to address this issue of fear that has now become a compulsion. You know, and what I mean by that is, you know, I think since 2001, you know, we became afraid of so many things, so many things. And now going through what some folks are still going through have become even more afraid. Uh, Afraid and then now worried. And so what role does worry, fear, and perception play in the okay world? Mm. Well, um, what we do is we have people um, focus on what's going on right now. And when we, we look at anyone that's, that's really worked up or fearful or, or scared or sad or projecting um, what may happen in the future, um, what we do is we have them be present. Okay, where are you right now? Well, I'm here. Okay, and are you okay? Yeah, I'm I'm safe, and I'm, and it has them focus on the now because the past and the future don't matter. Uh, we make this big thing now. Now there's a there's kind of a, a little bit of an, an intri- intricateness here that I want to explain. Is so our subconscious. So here's the thing. Pat, we hear these voices, oh, don't do that because you may, you know, what if someone doesn't like that? And don't go outside and it's too dark and it's too light and it's duh, 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 and don't start that business and don't, you know, don't, you can't make a difference. Who are you? You hear this voice. You hear this internal dialogue going on. You go, well, if, if I'm trying to thrive in this world, why do I keep putting myself down? Where is this voice coming from? I'm driving myself crazy. I have an internal tug of war going on. And that refers to what you just talked about, is that internal worry, the fear. It feels like an internal, internal um, tug-of-war. So we have a saying at the school, you get the opportunity to get your hands back on the controls of your life by understanding what you believe. So if your subconscious says it's not safe to stand out and you're trying to stand out in your life, you're going to sabotage it. If your subconscious says it's not safe to have a you know a significant relationship with someone who's really healthy because what about what about then you will sabotage that you will avoid it you will move away from it so you have this internal dialogue and so you can say okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna work out more and I've got to do this and I've got to do that and we show you how you don't have to you don't gotta do anything you shift what it is you believe internally and it gets easy and then you get to. So you move internally from I gotta to I get to. Green lights start to show up because now it's okay for us to do these things. Now it's okay for us to have abundance. Now it's okay for us to thrive versus survive. Mm. I've heard a couple things along the way and this is something I'm really kind of, you know, really very excited about what you're creating. You know, Many folks have felt along the way, you know, uh, this voice in our head that tells us we're not good enough, we'll never have enough, the world that we live in, you know what, you're too old for this to be your time. Um, I have to tell you that, um, you know, there's so much that is going on in our minds right now. And, you know, Mark, many people have blamed the media, and yet, you know, I I'm seeing some of that in the media with you're not enough, you're to this, you're to that. But for the most part, you know, there is something going on in our consciousness and our perception that is literally choking the lives out of us in so many ways. You know, that voice in our head telling us, yeah, in our hell, that's right. That voice, that's hell. 
That's in our head, telling us we yeah. can't do something or we shouldn't do something. And I want to yeah. talk about that because sometimes that voice shows up when it needs to show up. But folks say that most of the time, it's just garbage in. What's your mm. thought? Well, the voice in, in, our, in our head, I believe, this is my belief, comes from what I believe. So that might have not sounded right proper English. The, my thoughts come from my beliefs. So my thoughts are being generated by what I believe internally. So if I believe that I'm not enough, and Xander has a really nice, he's the conductor, a Philharmonic conductor, world-class man, does leadership training. And Ben says that when you're in the orchestra playing the violin and you're like, you hear this voice, well, you know, you're not as good as, and you know, um, that guy, other guy's practiced better than you, and he knows better, or she knows better, and who are you, and that voice is going on. And for some people, Pat, that voice can drown out, um, the, the voice inside drowns out the music. Mm. The voice inside us can drown out our self-expression. It can shut us down. And, and what, what a shame to go through this life when you've got this desire in your heart. When the listeners listen to this, and I know I've been there, and I've got this drive in my heart to make a difference, to do something in the world, to lessen the suffering somewhere, somehow, even if it's just a little bit, to make that difference. And if I don't, because I'm listening to the voice that's drowning out the music, and its only reason it's drowning it out is because it doesn't feel like it's safe for us to do that. Mm. You know, this whole idea of feeling safe, since you and I did the last show, boy, yeah. did I think about this a lot. I couldn't get it off my mind, <laughs> mm. yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Um, because all of a sudden now, I have a new level of awareness about, you know, not feeling safe and how it relates to a chain of, th of thoughts and beliefs. You know, what does this really mean to me? How does it show up in my life? How many things, Mark, don't I do? Because I feel that if I don't do them, I'll be safer. The yeah. risk that I don't take, the expansion that we're not going to do, you know, the people that, um, we, that we don't talk with, the love that we will cut ourselves off from in a nanosecond. I think, Mark, the next show you and I do should be about love and safe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? I do. I do. Yeah. And the Go risks ahead. that you don't do, like you just said, you said it yeah. on here. The risks you don't do, turn, those risks turn into activities. When we feel safe, those risks transition from risks to activities. <laughs> okay? So the, our mind shifts. If we're not feeling safe, we see them as risks. When we feel safe, we see them as activities. And the other thing that you said that I want to make a comment on is you said, since our last show on, on what does being safe make available in your life, and you said, I haven't been able to get that out of my mind, and I have a new level of awareness. Pat, I know we didn't talk about this, and this isn't rehearsed. Yeah. That's what the school brings, a new mm -hmm. level of awareness. It was achieved in a one-hour conversation. We have 60 hours of that in the school. You don't mm -hmm. leave the same person you came in. Oh. Oh, you know, I mean, this is really part of why you and I are talking about this today. And I hope we do the next show on this whole conversation as it literally, you know, hits us right between the heart around what happens when we are not willing to open up our hearts. How not okay do we feel? How do we bring that not okay mark into the world of romance, relationships, you know, mm. how does it show up in the workplace when we're so, quote, not safe feeling that we shut down our, our absolutely complete potential? Mm. I would love to be able to do that with you. Um, wow. This is great. Mark, I have one question for you. Uh, and again, please let folks know how they can register and let them know about the, web, what, you know, the website. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? I'd like to leave everyone with the message that you're okay. And I would like to, you know, I, I said earlier that, you know, when we, we get through parts of our life and say, now it's okay, and it's okay to be okay, it, it's, it, it's just seeing it. 
and then what makes what is available in your life once you see your okayness, your enoughness in this world, and what that makes available to all of us. The Rainer Institute, the we're on the internet, www.rainerinstitute.com. Um, I'm available for um, conversations if anyone wants to call the school. Uh, we make ourselves available. We have amazing, amazing facilitators as well that have given their heart. Um, they volunteer a bunch of their time, amazing individuals, and they absolutely care about you. Um, so we work together as a team, and the school is 60 hours, 65 hours total training in the areas of coaching, mentoring, understanding who you are, your enoughness. Um, the only way out is up, and if that's where you are, that's where we shall begin. Everyone comes into the school as enough. There's respect, there's trust, and you can be authentic in the school, and some people get also t a chance to trust. And we have students that come to us and say, I don't trust, I never have trusted, and by about the fifth week, they're saying, I love coming here because I trust it, I trust you. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. Are you into it? For the month of April, take a picture in your Intuit apparel and post it on Facebook for all to see and receive a reading from Lynn Brown on your Facebook page of your prominent aura color and what it means for you. Make sure you tag Lynn Brown or the Are You Into It Facebook page with your photo so Lynn can find you. Visit IntuitApparel.com today and wear your intuition with pride. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease, it's when every part of the body works together effortlessly. Relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Are you feeling stressed, in pain, disconnected, worried about aging? Corrective alignment and integration therapy restores health. Move your body, which frees your mind and elevates your spirit. BodyWise Bodywork LLC provides the tools you need to create the change you've been waiting for. Start living a fully present and integrated life. Book your 15-minute consultation online at www.bodywisebodywork.com. Bodywise Bodywork, LLC, because it's the only body you've got. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step -step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com that's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND.